0: designed to give you a spiritual nugget to help you along the road of life every day. We want to continue our study in the book of Romans, and today we've reached chapter 14. And This is the practical section of Romans, as you'll recall. It's the closing chapters of the book that teach us how to express the grace that we've received in Jesus Christ in the way that we live our daily lives, and that's why it's called Practical. How do we live this faith that we've received? Well, we get instruction here. And chapter 14 is really all about answering one question. And the question is, how do Christians get along with each other when they disagree about things? And we're just going to read the first four verses of the chapter today to get us started. And the word of the Lord says this, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes that he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It's before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. The Apostle Paul opens this discussion of how we get along in the body of Christ when we have disagreements over things. And we might scratch our head and say, well, it ought to be easy for us as Christians to live in harmony, because we all believe the basic truths about God and Jesus and our Bibles. We believe in God the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, We believe in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, who lived and died and was raised to put us right with God, and we believe in the Holy Spirit, God's power at work in our lives and in our world for God's glory. So with so much agreement on these basics, what can possibly go wrong? Well, a lot can go wrong, and what's dealt with here is the fact that, sure, we agree on those basics— But there are a lot of other things, non-essential things, that we don't agree on. And sometimes things get testy, even among true believers. So how does the scripture deal with that reality? Well, it begins by telling us in these verses that there are two conditions among true believers. Some are weak, but others are strong. Now, what is meant by this? From the context of the remaining verses in the chapter, we discover that those whose faith is weak are those who do not clearly understand God and His ways. Their faith is real, but it's not strong because they need further teaching. They need an understanding that accords more perfectly with what God has told us about Himself and His ways in the Bible. They're not bad people, they just need more maturity in Christ. They need instruction. They need to grow up a little bit. Now, obviously, if that's who the weak are, then who the strong are becomes clear. The strong are those, then, who are further along in their understanding of the truth. Their maturity makes them more stable in their faith. It's harder to knock them off their feet when trouble comes. Now, we're all called to become this strong faith kind of believer. But we need to realize that that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time for people to develop strength in faith. So the body of Christ, the church, at any given time, has both kinds of believers in the church. And that means that there's going to be friction because everyone is convinced that they're right about the things, things like God's sovereignty and man's responsibility or the events surrounding Jesus' return or political persuasions. Or worship styles. I mean, really, the list is endless on these things that are genuinely held opinions, but non-essential to salvation. And you get the idea. It's over these non-essential things that the frictions come. So what are we told to do about these frictions over these non-essentials? Well, we're told two things. First of all, we're not to despise each other. We're not to look down on or treat with contempt the one we disagree with. And the other thing we're told is we're not to pass judgment on the one we disagree with. And that would be to say, well, you know, if he or she really believes that, then I don't see how they could really call themselves a Christian at all. In other words, we begin to throw people out of the body of Christ because we disagree over these non-essentials. The scripture says to us about these two things, either looking down and treating with contempt or exiling and trying to throw them out, excommunicate them. The scripture says, now stop that and stop it immediately. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? So if we don't do those things, what do we do instead? Well, instead of those things, as we read the rest of the chapter, We find the Apostle Paul teaching us to overlook the perceived weaknesses of others, while we conduct ourselves toward them in a way that has common sense as its basis, and in a way that builds them up in their faith rather than tearing them down. And that really is the essence of the chapter. We're to recognize that there will be differences among believers about these non-essentials, and we're to live our grace out in our own life in a way that helps those we disagree with grow up in the faith instead of stumbling in their faith. The whole thing is designed to preserve the unity of the body. Yes, we have our different opinions, but we're agreed on the essentials and we don't have to fall out and hurt each other over legitimately held differences of opinion on non-essential issues. So here's a practical word for God's practical people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the fact that you allow us time to grow up, that you don't expect us to become mature believers overnight, that it's through the hurly-burly and the hustle and bustle of daily life and interacting with the scriptures, interacting with other believers, and having some who are ahead of us and farther along and some who are behind us and need to catch up, it's our interaction with these others that are also believers that help us to grow up, that help us to become the kind of people mature in our faith, uh, displaying the beauty of Christ's life through our lives. That's the kind of people that you help us to grow up to be. So make us people who are sensitive to the needs of others, who have our convictions and hold them honestly before you, but who do not divide the body of Christ over things that really don't matter. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Glad you're with us. And remember, we can give each other a pass about the things that really don't matter.